Welcome to the Grill Coach Podcast. I'm Jay, your host of the Grill Coach Podcast. I'm here talking Grill Coach Anatomy of a Taco with Frankie. What's up, Frankie? Hi, hello, good day. How's it going? It's almost Cinco de Mayo, so we just had to talk tacos. Naturally, of course. <laughs> My favorite holiday of the year. But but don't isn't there like Taco Tuesday, so you make tacos every Tuesday? Because people still it- say that out there? <laughs> they do. Tacos are amazing. You can celebrate them every day and then still have a a, a, a yearly holiday. <laughs> so one of my favorite tacos right now is Bucky's. They make a breakfast taco that Ooh. actually looks like a little burrito. But anyway, I'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> let's get into some highlights. Uh, Frankie, what do you got for us this week? Uh, let's see. So if you've been following along recently, I think everyone knows I'm now in the Pacific Northwest and beautiful portland uh and it rains a lot here you know oh, i knew that com- i think we need I, like a sound for a portland sound i know right i know right well that's complicated <laughs> that's a deep question <laughs> uh you know it's been raining a lot so i've been getting used to it i know it's coming on i'm embracing it you know it's kind of romantic right okay i i haven't been living through it for eight months uh but i read the stat there's like mm-hmm. it's been uh like over half a year since like over 180 something days since it, the temperature has been above 70 degrees in Portland. So this week, wow, the, the clouds parted and the sun came out uh, and I was at my little office and I went to the roof to take a call and I was like, it's too sunny to be working. So I played hooky, <laughs> took off the rest of the day and, <laughs> uh, you know, explored the neighborhood with Daniel. And then we wanted to do some, uh, we were going to cook something for dinner. We were going to do pork chops. Um, and hey, I wait, thought, wait, well, your boss doesn't listen to this, does he? Because or her? Because <laughs> I be like, work. I thought continuously. Going on. <laughs> they, oh, you were working hard. I yeah. was working hard. I sent my okay. last email at seven p.m. It was fine. <laughs> was I on a roof? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So I thought, well, hey, you know, this would be a great occasion to break in the, you know, the patio that comes with the condo. I mean, the the gas grill that comes on the with the condo. Like the clubhouse where yeah. Yeah, everybody's sort of, yeah, welcome in there. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so I was like, cool, let's do it. So um, we prepared up some pork chops. We did, and then some asparagus. And then he made some mashed potatoes uh, inside because mm-hmm. we got we had a bunch of potatoes laying around. Um, and it was a really fun experience. It was really, it was like, I forgot how easy it is to like push a, like push a button and then it's like instantly hot. Like, sure. Yes. The trigger, you Uh push a button and then it will go on and take some time, blah, blah, blah. But like this gas grill, like you hit the button, it was like 400 degrees in two minutes and it was like ready to go. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So uh, we grilled those up. Those are really tasty. And then um, this is like the most Portland thing. Our apartment building, they have like in that, on that like roof patio where the barbecue is, they have produce boxes that they grow vegetables and like it's a garden. 
Um, wow. And they, they send an email out, you know, that it, that's intended for all the residents. So like, it's ready to pick, you know, they have little signs that say, come pick me. So we went and picked up like some kale and different greens and stuff to make a salad. Uh, so that was really exciting. Um, and yeah, it was a really fun meal. Got to see the sunset while I was grilling, uh, good view of the city. So, um, it was That's good. Awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was like, dang, we did make a good choice. The sun's out. And I'm still able to grill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Well, man, I, I, I probably should have went first because I feel like mine is nowhere near as exciting and romantic or, you know, any of that fun stuff. Mine, mine, uh, mine is a good old weekday cooking, though, and uh, took some preparation. You know me. I'm, as long as I don't have to tie meat, I usually don't mind about preparing stuff. <laughs> but I, I went and got like a package of the boneless chicken breast which is a little out, out of the norm for me. And I got boneless, yeah. skinless thighs. And uh, okay. I think I just got chewed out by somebody. Why are we taking the skin off the thighs? But uh, Dang, Who did say that? But they're delicious. Try it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, I had the intention of making like a tandoori style chicken. So Ooh, that sounds good. I also got plain Greek yogurt. And I knew a bunch of there's a bunch of random seasonings in the cabinet. You know, that especially have turmeric, chili powder, uh, there's some cumin powder. I think there's even like, I don't know, some kind of Hungarian or, or Moroccan seasoning. I have to be honest. So I tasted it. and I was like, no, I'm not putting that in there. So that, that was just a little <laughs> weird. The Moroccan seasoning? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know. But too much going I think on. I too much going some, on. Yeah. I put some paprika. Uh, Every time I reach into the seasoning cabinet to look for something else, it's almost like my hand just goes right for the buttery steakhouse. And I was kind of <laughs> like, like instinct. yeah, I'm like, no, stop. You know, there's these other seasonings. Essentially, we got to get rid of them, right? You can't just have them in there for years. So, so I just kept, I, I really, what I did is I coated the chicken with them. Uh, put a little kosher salt and I just coated the chicken with, with, with these seasonings. I mean, so thick because I knew I was going to mix it into the yogurt and I wasn't sure if I should be like mixing the seasonings in the yogurt and have sort of a seasoned yogurt or do it all on the chicken and let that happen there. So I just went with the, the initial way cut. I trimmed okay. all the fat off of the pieces. Um, I keep saying, no matter what, you're still going to have to trim stuff. So some of the thighs maybe some of the breasts trim off some of the extra fat. And just, yeah, just caked on the seasoning, didn't really measure and mix it all up in the, uh, uh, in the yogurt and just kind of had it in like a little pot. And the idea was it was just going to sit there all day until it was time to start grilling at night. So that was my early morning activity. And, um, so yeah, I mean, this, this, this chicken, man, I, I mean, put it on the indirect side of the grill and just let it, let it cook through and. I don't really know like what happens to the yogurt if it evaporates because it doesn't really drip. So is it cooking on? Uh, tell <laughs> me what's going no on, more? Frank. I don't know. Ooh, I don't yeah, know. Did you, look- you know, I pull it out. It's coated with yogurt. Right. Blah, right? right on that. Boom. And then, yeah. But like if you put like a, something in a meat marinade or whatever, like Korean barbecue, well, you're going to get a mess at the bottom of your grill because all, all of the gonna, rest yeah. of the sugary stuff just drips down there. But yogurt doesn't seem to do that. Dang, I've never thought about mm. that. 
but I would agree too, because like when we do something similar, we cook it inside. Uh, but yeah, the yogurt's never an issue like I think it's going to be. So hmm. anyway, cooked up fantastically. Uh, got you know perfect little charred edges sometimes. You know, just the the perfect imperfections of having like random pieces of chicken and great color on all the meat. And so brought, kind of brought it in, more or less chopped it up uh, and served it with a with a little like a cucumber salad. Oh, chopped that's up good. Cucumber, tomato and uh, and and this little sliced jalapeno and olive oil, lemon juice, little vinegar Ooh. just to kind of spice it up a little bit. So it's like chicken and then fresh little topping on top of there. And uh, yeah, man. The tandoori chicken in that style is very good. I I, I really enjoyed it. Amazing. I, yeah, I mean it's got that deep, that deep flavor. I can't, you know, it's hard to explain, but it's got that deep like uh, aroma flavor that that carries into it. And so um, I have to remember all those little seasonings, or at least get close to it when I need to make it again. <laughs> Just start taking pictures of uh, all the seasonings you use and give it a thumbs up or thumbs down and then, and then decipher from there. there. You go. <laughs> so, so I do have a question. Have you ever done any other like tandoori or yogurt covered stuff like pork or beef? Or um, I have not. I've only really only used yogurt to in the same almost in the same exact way. Justin chicken. I've never thought about using it on anything else. It did seem to break down, especially the chicken breast where it wasn't so dry. It was really moist still. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of science happening there that I don't know about, but I, I need to learn. Yeah, that would be an interesting dive. Maybe you got some homework report back next week. <laughs> All right, dude, I already have the Philippines world tour episode on my mind that I got to do some researching for. I know that's coming up, so. One homework assignment at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into the listener question. What do you got this week? Uh, let's see. Question today comes from Facebook. Says, uh, when, looks, I just started smoking late last year. Uh, and when cooking or when smoking pork butts, uh, they always turn out this candy red instead of the dark bark uh, like I see everywhere else. Is it because I'm using a pellet smoker instead of a stick burner? Interesting question. Not even. I, I think it's it's directly a cause of the rub. It's whatever the rub and the seasonings are. So if it's if it's candy red, I'm guessing you're not using a lot of sugar in the rub. Okay, the so sugar stuff, what's giving that that dark bark? The sugar gives it the dark bark color. Yeah. And so um that would be my first thing. I remember putting a mustard encased like pork shoulder on and it was essentially like, I don't know, a honey mustard because it was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was a mustard-based barbecue sauce. And I saw this in Savannah, Georgia. The, uh, the pit master there, he had a little booth and he just took this honey, this mustard-based barbecue sauce, he coated a slab of ribs in it and just threw it on the smoker. And then three hours later, he would just douse it all again with this honey, this mustard-based barbecue. Why well, keep saying honey? <laughs> hey, honey! 
this mustard based barbecue sauce. He would just keep dousing it and it will come out dark as could be. Um, so much so in my younger barbecue days, I remember going to a barbecue joint. I thought, this is going to be great. And I saw those ribs all looking real dark and stuff. This was before YouTube, guys. So I didn't really get no, <laughs> you know, scene. And I looked and I saw those ribs. I was like, I don't want those ribs. Look, those things look burnt. Burnt. <laughs> Little do I know what I was missing. They were probably some of the best ribs I could have ever had. Right. Those are, that was probably a magical rib moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was everything was fitting for one of those little places too. It was like a little trailer in some road, random road in Florida, cash only place. Uh yeah. And every all the markings for, oh, this is perfect. And it was kind of too like, well, we only have like a rack and a half left. And I was like, I'll take them all. And then I saw the ribs. I was like, oh, never mind. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not gonna pull the wool over my eyes. Who knows? That was probably one of the best barbecue dudes out there right now. That's where he got his start. <laughs> oh, turned down by Jack. He's like, I'll show him. Bark is good. <laughs> bark is good. And bark is flavor, man. So, um, so yeah, more sugar and maybe even mopping with something that's heavy sugar based partway through can just help develop more of that dark bark. Is there anything like aside from, you know, actual sugar that, you could use to like get that to get other sugar sources from. Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know if I've experimented enough with that or seen it. Um, Cause even, I think there's sometimes when you could just some, the salt and peppers that kind of will caramelize, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that one works. I'm thinking like how I've seen like done with maybe a brisket. And if it's just cooked so long, that the salt and pepper go through that Maillard reaction and prevent pre- creates that bark as well. Okay. But Interesting. It, it's, it's all in the rub. It's not the pellet smoker or stick burner. They didn't say what they were smoking on, huh? Uh, they did not. They did not. Just that, that. Oh yeah. He said no, smoker. because I'm using a pellet smoker instead yeah. of a stick burner. Yeah. So. And the other thing is probably maybe they're wrapping too soon. Oh, that's a good point too, right? Because you do want to yeah. wait till you get that wrap, the bark that you want before you do wrap. The bark that you want. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Boom, Don't worry about are, the right? color of the bark. Just make sure you got some good bark. There you go. I mean, yeah. If it's tasting good, you're doing all right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right. Well, let's go to the next piece of this. How about the grill coach recommends? All right, let's see. Uh, the Grill Coach recommends this week. Uh, before I do that, I do want to say you can find all of these recommendations at thegrillcoach.com uh, where you can sign up for our newsletter and we will send you these along with show notes, episodes, and other updates. Uh, speaking of the website, I encourage everyone, or I would like to thank all of our patrons. Your support goes to supporting and keeping uh, the website guys. and podcast going. Uh, so this week, we are going to recommend... Uh, because they are on my wish list. My dad gave me some and I forgot them while I was in Fresno. So I'm like, dang, and now I got to buy it. But some cotton glove liners so that you could put like latex um, gloves over. So I, you know, have heat resistant, you know, big mm-hmm. gloves, you know, that I can go, that I use sometimes, but they're so bulky. So I can't like necessarily do some more finer work. Like I like, and I like you to use my hands a lot more. So these will add you some like 
protection uh, and then a little bit of heat resistance uh, so you can then use uh, and then the disposable gloves, you know, keep it clean. So it's really great. So if you need to take a big piece of um, like wrapped pork butt out of the grill uh, or, mm. you know, a tray of wings or something, you can um, use this and keep your hands a little bit safe. Very useful uh, and helps me stay a little clean as well. Okay, wait. So are you doing this on top of gloves or, or are you just putting the gloves on? So you put this on and then you would put the gloves, the disposable gloves over this. So then the cotton glove doesn't get messy. Oh, so it is a cotton glove as well. Yeah, it's a cotton glove. And then you put a disposable glove over that. Gotcha. Okay. Man, this is a, that's kind of nifty. I feel like a good addition on my barbecue cart. Yeah. You know, you can't find your tongs. These are easy, uh, easy way to get to. And then this is a little kit, like I said. So it comes with those cotton liners, gloves, uh, and the disposable gloves. But they'll work with any disposable glove they have. So check it out. I like that, the two-in-one. My my big heat gloves, they're all like charcoal infused. <laughs> From handling charcoal because so much? Because I've used them so yeah, I've used them so much to handle charcoal. So now anything they touch leaves a charcoal mark. There you go. They're, they're probably very flammable now. You better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember that time I dropped a glove in my cooker? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I got a new... Well, I know we at least have one new listener. I'll share this story just because I'm sure he hasn't listened to that because he's got a lot of catching up to do, you know, if he just started listening to the show. So one day I'm hanging ribs. I have about six racks hanging in the drum cooking. I'm sitting inside and all of a sudden I notice like a dark gray smoke, a really like ugly smoke coming out of the cooker. I'm not excited about what's going on at all. So then I'm in a rush. So I pull the lid off. And of course you get the rush of, I don't know why I do this. I do this all the time. Even with the oven, I pull the lid off and I immediately like look in there. Yeah, look What happens? <laughs> all the back smoke just rushes in my face. Same thing with Fine the oven. It's like, it's like, I don't know that it's going to rush out hot all over in my face, but maybe one day I'll learn. Anyways, uh, I, I pull this out. Once all this happens, I start just pulling out racks of the ribs because these ribs were sold already. Somebody bought them and I need to save these things. I don't want this dirty smoke. I don't know what happened at this point. I don't want this dirty smoke messing them up. So I start grabbing hook after hook and pulling them out, putting them on the tray. And then I get to one and it's just a hook. There's no ribs on the hook. Oh, shit. No. That's, <laughs> that's when I realized that the rack fell into the fire. Now, now I'm really freaking out. So I grab my tongs and I'm not a guy that likes to use long tongs. I like to use short tongs because <laughs> I got more control. So now I got a raging fire and I'm trying to get this thing with these short tongs. And uh, just mind you, I'm doing, I'm trying to grab, grab, grab. It doesn't go well. I drop the tongs. Then I grab my hot barbecue glove. And then I just try to just grab the rack of ribs all by itself. And I drop that because I don't know if the glove caught on fire or the heat just got too much. And so I just dropped it. And so (laughs) then the glove hits the fire. And then, yes, it went to flames. I, I think at that point, I just gave up. I just closed the lid and that rack. That rack had to go. (laughs) (laughs) That rack's not getting sold. 
And uh, man, yeah, that was a quite the disaster. But I lost a pair of tongs, lost a glove. I think I lost another lost thing too in there in that fire. Yeah, I lost the rack of ribs. Yeah, that was the only time I had one fall off. I probably cooked a thousand racks of ribs hanging them like that. Only one time it fell off. Okay. All right. That was for you. You know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Brian. <a> story. <laughs> so let's, uh, you know, let's take a quick break. Let's get back and uh, hold on. I got to put those gloves on my wish list. Yeah, I need those. Father's Day coming up. You guys know what to do, kids. They don't listen to this show. <laughs> let's take a quick break and we're going to come back we're going to talk about the uh what does the grill coach say about the anatomy of a taco all right welcome back today we are talking about the anatomy of a taco we were talking about taco shows we were talking about maybe wanting to share different recipes and stuff like that today i thought let's get a little more creative let's provide you know our listeners and ourselves, I always have a selfish motive on anything I'm doing on this show. Let's provide us, me, with some options on what to do the next time I'm making tacos, which is quite often. Uh, and I'm always interested about learning some new things. So, uh, Frankie, where should we start if we're going to be talking about like breaking down anatomy of a taco? Uh, how about we start with, I guess, just the basics. So what is a taco? What, what, what makes up a taco? All right, so obviously we got the tortillas. I don't know if we can call that bread. Mexican bread? Nah, um, that's a tortilla. It's its own beautiful entity. All right, tortillas. Okay, and then we're going to have some type of meat. Uh, or protein, and I would say on top of that. If you're vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Protein. Tofu we're not, tacos. We're not giving any vegetarian recipes today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Half the audience just shut it off. <laughs> I don't think they're listening to the grill coach. <laughs> but, you know, I have been interested in some different tofu recipes a little lately, you know. But, uh, yeah, anyway, another show. Tofu another show. barbecue coming your way. All right. We got to put something on top of the proteins, veggies and whatnot, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, you can't forget the most important part of a taco, the salsa, in my opinion, but. We can get to ah, that. Dang, you had to say it with a strong Mexican accent, too. Like, hey, ah, I, didn't I really assert forgot. my authority. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good job. Okay. So, what? So, now we do say, okay, we agree it has to be tortillas. Now, we're usually going either corn or flour. I don't actually know of any other ones. There's probably crazy things out there, but we're just going to stick with, you know, basic stuff right so corner flour keep your cauliflower tortillas yeah we're not talking about that today <laughs> <laughs> so what do you prefer that's a loaded question i prefer i guess it depends on what actually i'm eating uh but for a taco i do tend to prefer a corn tortilla uh that's okay. where i think like the roots of a taco are from and I do love a good corn taco. Speaking of roots. So you're offended by the Taco Bell soft taco thing. You know, I don't want to offend anyone. So we're going to skip oh, okay. that question. <laughs> uh, taco Bell is my like guilty hungover pleasure. So I can't, I can't really say anything. <laughs> um, but speaking <laughs> of 
talk about roots uh shameless shout out um check out uh episode 94 we did our barbecue world tour we, we talked about what is mexican barbecue uh and we did a little bit of a deep dive into uh tortilla and corn and the history of that um i encourage everyone to check it out there you go brian stop this one right now go listen to episode 94 <laughs> <laughs> all right um what about what about using either of these on the grill, corn or flour? By the way, I'm either or. It all depends on how I'm feeling that day. That's probably going to be the answer to most of this stuff. But just saying, <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, let's see. So, or can we do either or or both on the grill? Well, uh, I think a certain so maybe on some types, certain types of grills, you could do it. I think like um, okay. warming up a tortilla like on a kettle is not the most ideal situation. I think like the, the heat kind of dries it out a little bit. Um, but I think like, mm. um, uh, block, like the Blackstone is a wonderful tortilla heating mechanism. Cause it's just like a giant gomal or pan. Especially uh, when there's the grease like leftover from proteins yeah. and you can, you can run the tortilla through the grease as you're heating it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's pro pro level right there. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Would you ever want to try to put smoke on tortillas? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, what if you warmed up a stack of tortillas in a Traeger? Are uh, they going to come out even smoky flavor? I don't think so. I think that they would come out like more tostadas. <laughs> they would get a little crunchy, I think. I don't mm. know if like the they would get that like smoke flavor. Maybe if you're like, I don't Interesting. know. Yeah, the dryness, huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking especially the foolproof way, if you're doing it on the grill, is, is having a separate pan to help you and, and doing things in the pan. And just like I mentioned on the Blackstone, running that tortilla through some oil, you probably want to have a little oil or some kind of fats to kind of help that too. Because I think definitely whether it's a pro, you know pellet grill or charcoal grill, yeah, I think drying it out is going to be the worst part. It's almost like steaming or tortilla is what we really want, huh? I think it's a it's it's a, it's a balance. You want the tortilla to steam from the inside because then when it puffs, it's because of the steam, and that's how you know a tortilla is ready. Actually, mm. Mm. okay. All but right. speaking of accessories, uh, you know, if you cook a lot of tortillas outside, um, or you know, okay. really want to dive into it, you can buy these, um, like a traditional, like large, like clay they're called comals c-o-m-c-o-m-a-l um and then you okay. can like put it um over a direct fire you can put it in your oven you can put it on an electric stove or whatever but you can put it like directly over the coals um of like a like of a kettle for example and then that's what you know traditionally is used to make tortillas like even mm, from yeah, like yeah. their the masa like into like that kind of pre-cooked idea of what most of us i think think of when we think of a tortilla who are we kidding? When these things were invented, they was cooked over open fire. <laughs> and now we're like, no, that's not the best way to do it. No. Yeah, it's like, let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of this. <laughs> All right. What about the difference between the, like, the soft style or, like, the deep fried taco? Like, as my preference or? Okay. Sure. This is your show, man. Yeah. What do you It's like? my show, right? Ooh. You know, I, I like a soft taco. I think the fried taco, like a fried taco shell is like, um, uh, like important part of like American taco culture. Uh, you okay. know, I don't think it, it's like undeniable, um, but I think it's not. Necessarily but it's not very mine. traditional is what you're saying. Yeah. It's not very traditional, but 
Ooh, but you know, I did grow up, my mom all the time would make those little, uh, like hard shell tacos, a little ground meat, like lettuce and tomatoes and sour cream. Mm-hmm. Like we joke around and call those gringo tacos, but I mean, I ate a lot of okay. those growing up. <laughs> hey, and you know, and frying those little shells right there in the kitchen, I can never do it right. But dang, yeah, my mom knocks it out the park. They're, they're tasty. Yeah. A f- really freshly fried taco shell, like in your house. Yeah. That is, that yeah. is quite delicious. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, okay. So we're talking shells, by the way, my Bucky's taco, it's a soft taco. All right. Like a soft flour taco or soft, soft like flour. Corn? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's so definitely com- soft flour. Like yeah. Got brisket in it. It's got Ooh. scrambled eggs that are super fluffy and some cheese and that's it. Simple, but it's wrapped like a burrito. I don't understand. I actually learned this from first from Mega Texas. He told me one time how he took a trip down to Texas, waiting in the line at Austin's or at um, what's his name barbecue place, Franklin's. Franklin's. So while waiting there, went to another place to have their brisket tacos or their their breakfast tacos. So he showed me a picture. I said, "Dude, that's a burrito." No, 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 it's a taco. I'm like, but it's wrapped up like a burrito well yeah that way so you can take it on the go so it's a burrito (laughs) and we just kept going back and forth so i don't know where taco ends and burrito begins but anyways bucky's brisket brisket taco jay highly recommends that one okay let's keep it moving proteins we got seafood land and air (laughs) okay what proteins are air chickens but chickens don't fly. For <laughs> no, a little I'm, bit. Then, rah, 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 rah. then back down. <laughs> yeah. All right. That counts. That counts. The best thing about tacos is you literally can put anything in it, right? Like anything. Anything. Protein. Yeah. Pro, one of my favorite proteins in tacos is pork shoulder. Because, you know, when you cook pork shoulder and you have it one day, it like multiplies and it's hard to get rid of. So you have like so much pork shoulder left. <laughs> so one of the best things to do is, uh, yeah, heat some up, throw it in taco. I agree. I love pork tacos. Like carnitas are some of my favorite, which is just like fried pork shoulder. Um, yeah, are some good ones. Even like we do the chile verde sauce and like mm. pork. It's like combo, like you smoke it and then you stew it and that makes a delicious taco. Mm. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have really... a hard time with fish tacos. Ooh, those are fighting words. Uh, polarizing words. <laughs> Let me say this. Let me re- rephrase. I have a hard time making fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Not eating. They're delicious. <laughs> okay, I was like, hold on. <laughs> what do you prefer, fried? It's a very different thing, though, right? Yeah. How do you like a fish taco? Are you talking like fresh fish? Are you talking fried fish? No, it's got to be fried. I, I feel Ooh, like I'm getting... Twist. Yeah, because I like the crunch, the the crunch texture is so much important to what we like. So so texture is so important to me while I'm eating. And so the crunch of that taco, it just does it justice. I mean, I've had tacos where it was a grilled fish and I had to kind of be disappointed because sometimes you don't know where your taco and the, the sides begin and the fish starts. Right. Because it's just all like mushy. And so I really like the the separation of that that crunchy fish. 
Ooh, interesting. Okay. I myself am not a fan of a fried taco. I preferred like a, I, I like fresh taco just because I think like the, and maybe I just have not had like the most perfect, um, uh, fried taco because I was, I feel like a little soggy. Yeah. You got to eat it quick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You can't wait. It's like McDonald's French fries. You got to eat them fast. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> boom, right. boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. You lose all your crispiness. Agreed. Yeah. Um, give me your, like, give me your favorite high end protein to have in a taco. Ooh, a high end protein to have in a taco. Mm. I don't know. I lobster. Think... No, I don't like lobster. Wagyu beef. Mm, I don't know. I'm not. You don't like lobster. I, I don't like lobster. No, it's not. It's not my like thing. I think it's overpriced. It's kind of flavorless. Like you really got to zhuzh it up with stuff. Like it's not my thing. No, just I butter. Said. Then you're just tasting butter. Like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I mean, I'll eat it, but no, I'm not going to go like, go out of my way for it. You're going to pay pretty, $60 for half an ounce? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. For me, tacos, I think I appreciate the work that goes into like, I really like stewed meat and tacos. So like totally opposite mm. of what you were talking about, oh. about texture. I love, I like that. Like not soupiness. I like the like stewedness of like a, like barbacoa or something like that. Oh man, Especially little that melts sauce. in my mouth right now thinking about that because it's like the stew and the juice from the protein sort of lines the bottom of that taco, right? And mm -hmm. it, and it just it like combines everything together. And of course, you know your last couple of pieces, you're sopping up juice with the with your last bite of your taco. Ooh, that hit that hit the spot, Frankie. Nice. Yep. See, mm. you know, I've also speaking of weird texture tacos, have been really into uh, chorizo tacos right now. They're like kind of okay on all, all the menus I've been going to. It's kind of a cheat. Chorizo is delicious. So yeah, put it in a taco. It's going to be good. But yeah, uh, true. But yeah, it's just like chorizo, you and then like some pickled veggies on top. Um, mm. and it's like a little, and it's delicious. That's all you need. Like some pickled onions, some cilantro, and then chorizo. It's good, and then all that grease from the so like coats the tortilla oh so good very messy but so good. yeah fantastic that and that's why my favorite taco and the favorite protein is tijuana going down there eating off the taco carts eating the alpa stored where you know they got the meat spinning around and mm -hmm. they cut the meat they cut the alpa stored off i love the texture love the flavor and the juices for that how they mix the juices in there um, and my, my toppings, typically I want to go simple. I, I'm, I'm really big in tacos. I really just want meat and the taco shell. I, I don't usually want too much. I like, you know, adding some onions or some other fresh stuff. I don't like to go too crazy though. I just like to really keep it simple. Yeah. I feel you. Like I know we're going to talk about toppings next, but I don't know. Did we talk about any beef tacos? Do you like, I mean, carne asada is like obviously very traditional, Love probably it. the most popular taco in the world. Yep. But but I usually will always skip it because I feel like, yeah, that's what everybody else does. I do Alpha Store. There we go. Yeah. Alpha <laughs> Store is, is, is like kind of iconic. <laughs> All right. Well, then on to toppings. You said you like to keep it simple. Uh, I, I like traditional like white onion and cilantro, like and a little bit of fresh lime, I think. Mm, is what I generally okay. am going for and on in another like traditional Mexican taco. I have yeah. had like um and I thought this was interesting, like uh sometimes you could do like a little slaw on top. I know like lettuce in a taco okay. is kind of kind of crazy, but if you turn it into a slaw, it's kind of 
kind of good, especially if it's not like a mayo slaw, but like a like a lime based. But but the mayo slaw. slaw, So I I have when I would do pulled pork tacos, I have the mayo based slaw and that and that does really go well, especially with the fattiness of the pork. And so that that really hits well for for me. Mm, Yeah. There you go. Hey, slaw's genius. <laughs> it's all about balance, right? That's what we're learning as we're reading that book for salt, fat, acid, heat. It's just you, yeah, take, sure. you take those things, and if you have that balance, then you get to have it all in one bite. That's what's so fantastic about tacos. And tacos, uh, the toppings for tacos, too, is like where, yeah, you can achieve that balance, uh, but also really experiment um, like around with, too. Like I'm maybe you all right. Do like let me a, get a little controversial. Ooh, okay. It looks this episode is very controversial. So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think the cheese is a little bit overrated, man. With tacos, ooh. I love cheese. And I mm-hmm. love melted cheese, and I love cheese on everything. But I, I think with tacos, I just it's always it seems better in my mind or feels better. But you know, it's just I I, I feel like it's not. It doesn't just hit like I wanted to hit, I guess. And uh, so maybe I'm getting older, changing again. It's like, ah, all right, I'll leave the cheese off. Or I feel like I'll just rather have a quesadilla. Like if mm. I'm just going for the melted cheese, just give me a quesadilla, throw some meat in there. And instead of trying to make my taco into a quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I got two things though. Okay, so one, uh, I've had a taco today in in uh in research for this, uh, but I've been seeing it a lot too. So <laughs> what about like putting some uh, like cheese down, like on a flat top. And so like where, where it melts a bit, uh, ah, and yeah, kind yeah. Of, right. And then you can put your toppings on that and then you put the tortilla on that and then flip it. So then you have like this crispy cheese barrier between your tortilla that you can like, I know we load left up with taco toppings world. and meat. I think we do that. <laughs> hey, it's in a tortilla in taco form. <laughs> It works. I, I I know what you're talking about. I've seen them, but and I've had some, but it, it again it it takes away from what just the 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 goodness of just a simple taco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second point, because I tend to agree too. I actually don't put like you know cheddar or Mexican cheese blend stuff on top of a taco because yeah, I don't think it it's really complementing it in any really good way. But I will do like a cotija cheese. Or like a really okay. crumbly, almost like salty, briny type of cheese. Because, Something salty. It's because it's giving yeah, that salty have, element gotta, to it. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. Yeah. It's gotta it's gotta balance the fats from the proteins. Right. Boom. Yeah. All Where's right. We gotta get to wrapping up this show. Let's go on to the next piece. You you said it. You say it again for us. Salsas. Or any sauce ah, topping that ding, you want. Ding, ding, ding. But salsas, I think, are like the 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 perfect vehicle to to complement a taco. Um, and you can go a million different ways with these. Obviously, um, you know, my favorite is like a charred salsa. I think is okay. uh, really good. I really like these days have been leaning towards like a, a chile verde, like a green charred salsa. Um, mm. That's actually kind of what I tend to do. They they might be called roasted, right? Uh, yeah, like a roasted salsa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this yeah, is something you okay. can do, like um, almost on any grill. I feel like you could you could achieve like a a charred or a roasted salsa on. 
It's something I'm maybe not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I, do I, that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've done it on the stove where I just put the chili right on the fire. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Um, let's see. Also, salsas are a really good opportunity, like you were talking about earlier, to provide that balance because you can make them um, mm-hmm. really more acidic heavy like if it's really like a tomato like a tomatillo like base salsa too it's like a little more acidic really helps with that like charred and heavy meats so what about the these green ones that are like they're they're calling them sort of avocado salsas which i love avocado by the way but eh, you know it's really not avocado i don't know what it is but it's like really thin green I'm always like trying to use that one and a red sauce if they have both of those. I like the, the combination of those, but this avocado salsa madness is it's it's fun. I really like this. I love avocado salsa. So I do a um we, we you know in San Diego of course you make all own. the ta- yeah. <laughs> yeah, well all the all the um all the little taco shops have we call it taco shop salsa because it's like they all make it, but it does have avocado in it. Uh, so I, yeah, okay. I did some, some digging and I make, I, I came up with a recipe with one that um, it's, it's, so use tomatillos, which are like green, like it's, it's not like, you know, like it's a green tomato, a little hard situation. green tomatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They cut like they're growing like little husks around it. Um, so it's like that and serranos, obviously white onion, garlic. Uh, and then, yeah, you do add like half of a avocado in there or so because it just mm. makes it all really creamy um it's so good okay yeah i love that i mean there's a taco place in atlanta one of their tacos i would get would just be the avocado taco and uh, i don't know what it all has in it sometimes they get too crazy with it and even just with the sauces i don't like when they serve them and you got a bunch of different sauces because it's like if i experiment with each sauce i'm going to be done with the taco already <laughs> <laughs> I take one bite, it's going to be gone. But speaking of the salsas, isn't it iconic where you have like the taco one hand, sauce in the other hand, and it's always like, like apply salsa, eat, apply salsa, eat. That's like the best way to do it. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Because <laughs> that way you kind of control where the salsa goes, right? Or the, mm-hmm. the hot sauce. You know, it's like, oh, right on the next bite, right on the next bite. You maximize, you know, that acidity that goes with that bite oh i love that boom or if you put too much salt it gives you opportunity to tone it down a bit yeah yeah it's too hot so many options here man we could talk tacos sauces proteins toppings we could talk for days on this that we could i could talk about tacos all day do you have a favorite taco though or favorite taco recipe all right, so right now I'm still with the Alpastor. I get I get it from a local meat market that it's already pre-mixed. Smart. And uh hopefully nice. it's sometimes it's sometimes a little salty, but I'll try to balance out. But I will do that on my blackstone and cook that up. And at the same time, I'll grill some onions and I'll char some jalapeno because mm. I've been loving having a fresh charred jalapeno. With tacos. So it'll be corn tortilla, al pastor meat, some little grilled onions, and every bite of taco gets a bite of jalapeno. One and then the other. One and then the other. And then, of course, when I get closer to the end of the jalapeno where there's more seeds, seeds. it gets a little more exciting. You know? Just, <laughs> ah. But 
it's a uh, yeah i love it i always love the heat when it's like when i feel like i'm in a fight you know i just like ah i want to you know i want to be sweating from it just a little <laughs> not too much i love that it's <laughs> like i'm in a yeah, fight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right give me yours frankie uh let's see one of my favorite tacos i, I call it taco experience um because it's called it's called a pescado a la talla uh and it is essentially like um it's from one of my favorite cooks in Mexico City. I think I may have ta- mentioned this before at some point, but we use that same seasoning. Well, first you get it like a fish, white, a whole white, any type of white fish, like a cod or tilapia or anything okay. or halibut. You have your fishmonger uh, butterfly it for you. Uh, and then you're going to cook this skin down, uh, preferably like on a kettle. Uh, it's probably the best over live fire. Um, mm, okay. And on one side of the fish, you put, the same seasoning that they use to make El Pastor. So it's like a, it's like a chili sauce um, that is essentially a bunch of dried mm. chilies, um, t- tomatoes, onion, garlic. Uh, the big thing is in there is achiote paste, which is like a, I don't know where it originates from, but it gives you this really, that really red. Oh, it's from achiote. Color. I've been there. Oh, oh yes, naturally. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. You also put some orange juice in the sauce, uh, and then like cumin, oregano, and oh. some sea salt. All the, the usual suspects. And and tri- Al Pastor has pineapple too, right? Uh, so is is cooked with pineapple in the on their like trompos. They put it on the top and the bottom to kind of give it some stability, mm, and then, okay. you know it does naturally, um, uh, kind of like give some flavoring to the meat as well as it's like cooking. Trompos. Oh, trompos. I, like I need one of those for my house. Oh my god, I want one so okay. bad. <laughs> um, so that's, All right, sorry, I'm interrupting your story. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So you put that sauce on one side of the fish, and then on the other sauce, you make a green. It's like a green sauce, which is really like parsley heavy, um, with garlic and um, oil. Uh, it's not. It's not like a pesto. It's not a chimichurri, but like a parsley heavy sauce. And then uh, you have, you mm. grill that like 15, 20 minutes over like a fire like a medium high fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you serve that whole on the table and then you have all your toppings that you want on around it, all your tortillas, oh. um, some like beans. And it's a really good like way to like everyone sits down and eats at the same time. And you just kind of like pick off the fish and build your tacos as I you. I love that. As you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Fantastic, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and definitely one of my favorite. Play around, get different two different sides stuff. Yeah, That's yeah, you can do this. Totally switch the sauces. The technique is just cooking it over the fire and and then yeah, basting it with the sauce. It's delicious. Highly recommend it. Sounds awesome. Well, Frankie, uh, man, I hope you enjoy your Cinco de Mayo coming up and uh, your new taco adventures in Oregon. And boom, boom. Uh, I'm excited to make some tacos too. I have no idea what I'll make right now, but I'll figure it out. And uh, <laughs> I want to just thank everybody for listening today. And uh, even on Cinco de Mayo. Get outside and with Frankie and Jay. Fire it up and barbecue the right way. Grill of the grill so purple and smoke to put smiles on the ones you love the most. Get outside and chill and take your time. Reverse it, try drive on. Hit the teach, learn it. We bring smoke, propane, and fire Get outside and grill Now the time has come Turn up the volume, learn and have fun Younger or old, no matter the 
Outside and 